Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, we have slightly more than three weeks until Chinese New Year, and that means it is also time to indulge in snacks like your pineapple tarts and even bakwa or barbecued meat. Now, I'm bringing bakwa up for a reason because our guest for today is barbecued pork jerky maker Bi Cheng Yang. Now, just to take you down memory lane, the firm started in Singapore in 1933 when an enterprising street hawker paddled the streets of Chinatown selling freshly barbecued meat. Now, fast forward to today, Bi Cheng Yang has grown to 367 retail outlets across 11 territories such as China, Hong Kong, Japan, South Korea and Vietnam. The company said it remains as the market leader in Singapore's barbecue meat industry. But why are we talking about bagua? Well, the bagua business is an interesting one to watch because it seems like a seasonal one where demand peaks during Chinese New Year. Now, prices also go up during this period. But how does demand look like for bagua makers throughout the year? And what do industry players do in the long period after Chinese New Year? And how do firms like Bi Cheng Hyang determine the sweet spot to price the barbecued meat to maximise profits? And how far are they diversifying their revenue streams? Lots of questions. And for more, I've got with me in studio Jessica Wong, Assistant Manager at Bi Cheng Yang. She's also part of the fourth generation owner family. Uh, Jessica, welcome. Hi, Tian Tian. Thank you for having me on the show today. Great to have you on board. And Jessica, we've briefly talked about Bi Cheng Yang as a maker of barbecued pork jerky or bakwa, right? But let's hear from you. Uh, would you describe Bi Cheng Yang as a bakwa retailer or a food company? And what would you say is your value proposition and business model? Um, okay, I would say that Bi Cheng Yang is more than just a bakwa company because our vision is to be Asia's leading food company providing quality products and services to the global market. So our bakwa, here comes the marketing speech, uh, our bakwa is made with 100% natural ingredients with no added preservatives. So because everyone's so concerned about food safety, our customers can enjoy our products with a peace of mind. Okay, so food safety as, as a form of value proposition as well. And let's take a look at your geographical presence. Uh, Jessica, I believe Bi Cheng Hyang has grown to some 360 retail outlets mm. across 11 territories like your China, your Hong Kong. In fact, I saw one of your counters in uh, Seoul. So what is the role of the various markets to Bi Cheng Hyang? Which is the most important one where the dollars and cents are concerned? Um, oh, okay, let me provide some context first because I want to say that our presence in each country is really hard-earned. For example, it took us 20 years to enter Japan. Wow. 20 years, yeah. We just uh, launched our first outlet in Ginza in 2016 after 20 years of business negotiations mm-hmm. and to and fro with the Japan's Ministry of um, Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries because then they will allow us to export our meat products into Japan. So mm-hmm. we were the first and I think maybe still the only Singaporean company, food company that can export mm-hmm. meat products into Japan. Wow, okay. So a lot yeah. of uh, regulations and a lot of negotiations to go through. Uh, yes. Which is the most important market where financials are concerned? Because I recall we were chatting yesterday and you, mm. s- you mentioned China being a very big market. Tell yeah. us more about that. So by outlet count, China is the largest with 200 plus outlets and still growing because I mean China is geographically so huge Yeah, and uh, each province they have their own taste and preference but by and large we still pro- we promote ourselves as a Singapore food company mm. and the Chinese they appreciate that they appreciate the quality that we put into our food. 
Right. And I understand uh, within Singapore itself, right, uh, Jessica, B. Chengyang remains or said it remains as the market leader. So two questions here. What is B. Chengyang's positioning strategy and your competitive advantage that allow you to achieve this standing? Um, I would say mainly is innovation because we place great importance on R&D. Mm. Our R&D team works very closely with the marketing team in product development. So we develop hundreds of new products every year, wow. but only 10% make it to the shelves. So in a good year, that would translate to about 20 new products. But it's thanks to this strong relationship between sales and product development that we launched many first in the bakwa market. So like yesterday, I was uh, mm. letting you sample our gourmet bakwa. Yeah. So we were the first to use pork belly to make bakwa. Mm-hmm. And then it was very successful. So after that, you can see like other um, other brands mm-hmm. started catching up as well. Uh. Mm. Yeah. And as you mentioned about smoked bakwa as well, right? Applewood bakwa yesterday. And uh, it seems to the man on the street, uh, Jessica, that the bakwa business is a seasonal one, especially for the Singaporean market because demand seems to peak during the Chinese New Year and thereafter remains subdued uh, for the rest of the year. But what is the demand situation like throughout the year in reality, Jessica? Do bakwa makers really make the majority of revenues during January and February to cover up for the other months? I really wish because if that was the case, then we can just work two months and then go on holiday for the rest of the year. <laughs> so uh, this is actually one of the major misconceptions people have about bakwa. The most common question we get asked is, huh, people still buy bakwa outside of Chinese New Year? Well, the answer is a resounding yes. We have customers that enjoy buying bakwa floors for their own consumption on regular days. But besides that, we actually have a strong presence in travel retail. Mm. So that's why we have outlets in all um, the terminals in Changi Airport yeah. and Jewel Airport. Uh, so inbound tourists, they will buy Bichenghang as the, the number one souvenir that they must bring back to their country. And then for Singaporeans that are going overseas, they will buy Bichenghang to give to their friends and for their own consumption also when they just want to have a taste of home. Right, and don't mind me following up, right? How much revenue usually is generated during like January and February in the period leading up to Chinese New Year versus the rest of the year? I mean, some would say that, you know, are Bakwa makers trying to rake in a majority of revenue during January and February and the rest of the months is more like maybe cover cost or maybe just to, you know, smoothen out the financials, that's all. Um, I think this is quite related to my earlier answer addressing the misconception of Bakwa being mm-hmm. a Chinese New Year product because, for, okay, for us, we uh, we have the widest variety of Bakwa. So we have 12 types plus a super lim- premium limited edition Applewood smoke marble Iberico slice pork. That is a mouthful because that is how premium it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's at $328. Yes. Yeah, a box of 600 grams is not available for retail sales. So I'm um, just saying if you want to order, you can look for me. I'm Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just to show that we diversify and then we try mm. to uh, increase this uh, demand or actually meet the demand for new products our customers have over mm. the rest of the year. Because mm. our customers are not people that just like to eat bakwa. They are people that enjoy good quality food. Mm. So, like I uh, mentioned earlier, we have the Applewood Slice Pork and we have launched a limited edition Cherrywood Slice Pork during the Christmas period yeah. and that was good sales also. Mm. So, it's more of like um, trying to create new exciting products for our customers mm. throughout the year rather than right. just like like what you say, like it's just only during Chinese New Year. Mm, and also to create targeted products for different uh, festivals throughout the year. Yeah, too. like Mid-Autumn yeah. and uh, Dumpling Festival, we have mm. Bakwa Mooncake and Bakwa Bacang. Ah, this is a way of diversifying and to ease out the financials. Okay, uh, now that you mentioned that, right, uh, talking about how you generate profits in a long period after the Chinese New Year, 
I do want to talk about the profits generated by other markets as well, because in Singapore, it may be, you know, Chinese New Year where you see demand peak, but in other countries like South Korea, it seems like Bakwa is more of a, a gift instead, right? So how do other markets like South Korea buffer your top and bottom lines, uh, particularly so during non-peak periods? Um, actually, we still start out being perceived as a snack to customers in the non-Southeast Asia markets. Wow. Like for Singapore, Malaysia, traditionally people gift bakwa, right? Mm. But in Korea, even China, yeah. people don't have a habit of, uh, there's no custom of gifting bakwa during mm. uh, their, their, their season. La. So like uh, South Korea, they celebrate Sola instead of Chinese New Year. Yeah. They they usually buy bakwa as like a snack for their own consumption. Mm. But what we have been trying to do in these countries is to inculcate them. You like Bichenghang on a regular basis, but when it comes to gifting, you should also think of giving Bichenghang as a gift because we have very nice gift sets. Mm. Okay, so buy, buy the bakwa back home when you visit your parents. Yeah, um, something like that. So that's why we do a lot of diversification into our packaging as well, lah, even overseas. And if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Jessica Wong, Assistant Manager at Bi Cheng Hyang. She's also part of the fourth generation uh, owner family. And uh, Jessica, we must talk about bakwa prices, right? It is known that bakwa operators differentiate their pricing according to the time of the year. So in particular, prices go up substantially in the period leading up to Chinese New Year. At the same time, I would suppose that operators, they can't price the bakwa at such a high price point that nobody buying. So how do you determine the sweet spot to maximise revenue and profits then? Um, okay, I think I have to clarify that we don't actually increase yeah. prices for the sake of earning extra profits. Yeah. Because as I mentioned earlier about the laborious and painstaking process mm-hmm. in which Bakwa is made by hand, yeah. along with other increased operating costs during the festive period. It makes it difficult, but it's a necessary thing that we have to do like, because we don't take shortcuts in making this, this product. So, um, Closer to CNY, this increase in demand means that our production becomes 24 hours, mm. both at factory and at certain retail outlets. Uh, OT. Yeah, really 24 hours. So at the same time, because we don't add preservatives to our bakwa, our freshly grilled bakwa can only be kept at room temperature for seven days. So um, that's a gentle reminder for you if you do buy our bakwa. So um, for their own consumption, people will buy right before CNY because you want the freshest bakwa, right? Yeah. So that's why it's even more challenging for us to avoid such bottlenecks. Yeah, okay. And speaking of prices, though, uh, Jessica, it seems like it's also affected by the inflationary situation. We even have a Bloomberg Bagua Index, which tracks the prices of traditional barbecue pork at four of Singapore's most popular vendors. Uh, how do you think the index will look like this year amid inflationary pressures and also that 9% GST? I think Beijing here, if I'm not wrong, is selling the sliced pork bagua at $72 per kilogram. So how does this compare to prices in prior years? Uh, to be honest, I actually went to Google what is yeah. the Bloomberg Bakwa Index. Yes. I've never heard it before, but um, given the GST increase, everything has been increasing this year. I mean, we are consumers ourselves yeah. and we have seen price increases in everything. La, so um, I, I don't think this index applies anymore in, in this environment. Uh, so it's not a good proxy for inflation in that sense. You, you can say bagua prices are increasing, but at the same time, like the Applewood Smoked Marble Iberico bagua at $328 <laughs> a box is also selling very well. So I think there's still a market um, for very premium gifts. Lah. Mm. And since you talked about selling very well, I want to find out a little bit more about your demand because you told me yesterday as well when I visited your store that... Uh, 
in fact, Bagua demand or orders started coming in, be it corporate orders or retail orders, started coming in as early as November, December this year, earlier than in prior years. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think maybe some companies want to beat the GST, but even though we were telling them that our retail prices already include GST, so uh, companies, they would lock in their orders for CNY gifting as early as November, December. Then uh, I think maybe some of them have budgets that they want to use up for the year as well. So they were uh, like, okay, okay, I need to place my order now. Uh, give me your best price, that kind of thing. Mm. But that being said, Beijing Hang is still very much focused on the retail and consumer, yeah? Yes, for sure. But because the purchases themselves are also retail consumers, so some mm. of them will be like, oh, I like Bichang Hyang Bakwa. So maybe for my company's gifting, I can also give Bichang Hyang Bakwa. Ah, okay. And let's wrap up the conversation, Jessica, by talking about diversification. I understand Bichang Hyang recently opened a takeaway toast shop, uh, which is called uh, 20 Loaf Toasties at Yishun, right, North Point. Uh, what were the reasons behind starting this new concept and how far is that a move to diversify and explore concepts that could generate sustainable revenue and profits all year round. Yes, uh, 20 Love Toasties is just one of the many concepts that we have. So we sell frozen ready-to-eat items like collagen broth, roast pork char siu mm. as well. Um, and for last year's CNY, we launched frozen ready-to-eat pen thai. Mm. And it sold out very quickly. So we just launched it again this year. Mm. And for a more experiential component, I was saying we want to provide more values to our customer rather than just like they buying bakwa and eating at home. Yeah. We want them to have a different Bichang experience. So we launched our flagship store, the Bichang Hyang Grillery. It's a bistro yesterday where I welcome you, where customers mm. can sit and order dishes with or without bakwa. So a more exciting feature of that is that we mm. have a walk-in cellar where customers can choose wine to pair with bakwa. And the wines are from Bordeaux, hand-picked to make sure that they pair well with our products. So we have actually received great feedback from both serious wine drinkers and even non-drinkers who are surprised at how fun the tasting experience can be. So mm. I also invite you next time if you wish to have a wine pairing bakwa experience yeah. with us. Wow, sounds very nice. And uh, yeah, before we let you go, Jessica, what are some future plans for Beijing Kiang for this year? Any future expansion plans in store? What can we look forward to here in Singapore? Uh, we actually just launched a consumer app as part of an omni-channel shopping experience so our customers can enjoy the same benefits in shopping both on and offline because we, like I said, we aim to provide more value to customers. Uh, we also rolled out the app in Malaysia and we're also always on the lookout for collaborative partners to help grow the local market in terms of maybe created some new, creating a new branded products mm. or even do something fun like uh, cooking classes using mm. Bichang products. Don't mind me just trying my luck here, right? Uh, will you be thinking of more spin-off brands in future, uh, be it in a consumer product space or in the uh, experiential uh, dining space? That is a very difficult question to answer because I think we want to do a lot of things. <laughs> I know there's a lot of ideas in the pipeline. Yeah. Like uh, like you mentioned, even geographical, yeah. yes, we are aware because we get a lot of feedback from mm. tourists coming in saying that, oh, can you sell bakwa in whatever country we are in? Mm. And then we're like, we want to, but because we are so, it's still a family business. So yeah. it's uh, resources are still very finite. Right. Unfortunately, but yes, we have many, many ideas. Yeah, I suppose there'll be a lot of negotiations that we need to talk about, given that you're in the meat, mm. meat export business, right, if you look at overseas markets. That's why in some countries uh, where regulations are a bit more tough, we will have factories there. Uh, so that's another challenge also. 
operating yeah. an entirely new factory in a uh, new imagine country. Imagine the fixed costs and all the setup sunk costs there. Yes. Uh, thanks a lot, Jessica. That was Jessica Wong, Assistant Manager at Beijing Hyang. Uh, such a pleasure chatting. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.